0: NRL.com preview podcast time. We're here to talk through round 22 of the NRL Telstra Premiership, which is Women in League Round. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined, as always, by NRL.com crack reporter Alicia Newton. Alicia, hello to you.
1: Hello, hello to you, CK.
0: All's well. And, and all is well. And as always, uh, Marty Lenahan is here. Marty, thank you for joining us.
2: Hey guys. Good to be here.
0: Uh, this week is my very great pleasure and privilege to welcome to the podcast uh, Roosters NRLW star New South Wales Blues star uh, and new RLPA board member Hannah Southwell. Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for
3: having me. It's awesome to be here.
0: Um, I guess just to start with, before we crack on with some um, some, some footy talk, do you want to just talk us through, um, I guess, your, your role with the uh, the RLPA? It's um, probably a bit of a developing space, important to get some representation on there, just given the, the way things are changing, I suppose, with the, the contracts and the women's game. There's been a lot of changes of late.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, the RLPA have done a fantastic job in the women's space and, um, yeah, I was just kind of a part of the advisory group and, uh, yeah, put my name forward um, for an opportunity that uh, arose with the RLPA and, um, yeah, haven't really looked back since. Um, I'm now on the board of directors and, uh, yeah, we have meetings, I think it's monthly, and, um, yeah, just discuss things happening in the men's and women's space, which is very uh, interesting. I actually had no idea about half the things that go on, so it's very mm-hmm. insightful um, into what they deal with on a daily basis basis um, and yeah I just kind of oversee the, the women's name and, and yeah go from there
0: Awesome. And we've been hearing from the RLPA, obviously, in a public sense for a long time, whenever there's sort of welfare issues or around the collective bargaining agreement. But I guess with the uh, the women's game, the fact that the NRLW is still, you know, it's fairly new. It's still growing. It's gone up to six teams this year. The way the contracts work, there's a lot more sort of players moving teams. You're not full time year round with the NRLW contracts as well. So I guess there's probably a lot of stuff that, that needs to be sorted out.
3: Yeah, definitely. Our CBA is up for negotiation. Uh, I think it's in 2022, so next year. Um, even though it's been a whirlwind past couple two years, especially in the women's game, um, that is up for negotiation, and uh, we'll definitely be on the front foot to, um, yeah, to have a bit more of a say, especially in uh, the women's space, because I don't think we're too relevant in that current CBA. Um, so yeah, the game's growing, and we need to, I guess, all grow with it.
1: And how are you feeling? I don't think you've played a game since Origin back in June. I mean, how's the body? You must be pretty fresh, but just how are you staying fit?
3: I am. Um, my ankle's are still not fantastic, which doesn't help. I actually did my first bit of running, I think it was last week. Um, so I've just been like doing a bit of off-feet conditioning and yeah, going down to the park with my little sister Jessie. We live together. Um, so that's always interesting. I use her as tackling practice and she uses me as speed training and fitness training. So that's always brings you back down to planet earth but yeah it's just uh just trying to get through at the moment um especially with everything that's happening
1: i guess has there been much talk with with the girls about how how you sort of all staying in contact and being fit with a lot of girls in lockdown and and things like that yeah so
3: the roosters we're staying um in communication with each other via whatsapp um i think actually every day there's someone sending in a new message about fitness and what they're doing and, and all that sort of stuff and then with the Gillaroos, um, we're staying in contact via WhatsApp again. And I think we've got a to Zoom um, tomorrow just to see how everyone's going, especially the Sydney girls. I know they've had it really, really tough. Um, so it'd just be good to check in with everyone. And yeah, in regards to what's happening this year, um, we know it's obviously been pushed back to October, uh, but I haven't heard anything else um, that's been sort of happening in the last couple of weeks.
1: I, I don't really know too much more than that. No, as, as much as you guys. <sighs> We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, last one from me. I've asked you this before, um, but you knocked back my precious nights this year. Can you talk us through your decision <laughs> to, to stay at the uh, the Chooks? Uh, I,
3: I started with obviously the Dragons and then jumped over to the Roosters and I've just loved it ever since. Um, I couldn't really think about playing with anyone else, especially not Anyone else's colours, I just love them as a club. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't really looking to jump ship. Obviously, it's ideal um, location-wise and and family-wise, but, yeah, I'm just going to stick it out with the Roosters and see how this year pans out.
0: What about the Roosters, Hannah? Obviously, uh, like I mentioned, going up to six teams this year, there's been a few players moving around. You've got a pretty good call there who've all um, re-signed, but um, some big gains as well from um, a couple of your New South Wales Blues teammates in particular coming in. Some uh, some um, some potent sort of runners in the, joining the, the back line. You must be pretty optimistic about how the squad's piecing together.
3: Yeah, the squad's looking really good. We've got a few, like you said, um, people that have been around a long time, um, but we've also got a lot of girls that are quite fresh to the game, um, have jumped from a few different codes and and come over to the Roosters. And I guess on your question, what is it about the club? I think it's the people involved. That's a huge thing for me. Um, It's fantastic that John Strange is now our coach. Um, He was our assistant coach last year and he did a fantastic job um, as an assistant coach. So this year I think he's absolutely going to kill it um, as our head coach with the help of Kylie and and Blake. And, um, yeah, I think we're just going to have a ripper season
0: just on your own sort of I mean you mentioned that you're still sort of working back from an ankle injury but I think probably the the casual fans who are getting into the game would um, associate you as being sort of one of the real tough defenders uh, in the middle is that always something you've sort of Mm -hmm. had uh, about your game or something you've had to sort of develop as you've gone along?
3: Um, I guess so like when I was younger I started playing rugby league that was the first sport I ever played and um, I was playing with the boys and I think that has helped a lot, um, especially putting on headgear. The boys didn't really know if I, if I was a girl or a boy. So I guess that's, <laughs> that's kind of helped in being a little bit, um, I guess, tougher on the field. Um, but I've, I've been involved with obviously rugby sevens and, and a bit of football, soccer. And um, yeah, I don't know, I've just been at that high level and I guess giving up's not really an option. So you just gotta do your best every single game and not look back. and. I guess try and hurt some people along the way, legally.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I was going to say, Hen, after that Origin game, I didn't really want to go near you because I saw how angry you were, you know, after that, that result <laughs> in June. But I just let, let you be. I thought, no, nah, I'll talk to her another time. But, hey, just on, um, just on the, the soccer and the, and the Rugby Sevens in particular, obviously your background there, but do you think we'll see a few girls come across again this year? It obviously made a really big difference last year.
3: Yeah, I think so. Definitely. There'll be um, obviously the Olympics now is three years away for those girls. And in the meantime, they've got obviously a local competition um, where they can sort of expand on their skills and, and jump into a new sport. So, yeah, I'll definitely see. Um, a few girls jumping over, even from AFL. I think I've heard a couple of whispers of girls jumping over and giving it a bit of a crack. So I don't think um, the competitions overlap. So I think they they can kind of play both, uh, which is very interesting. So yeah, I think we'll see a lot of girls jumping jumping shit this year.
0: Awesome. Well, it's, um, we'll uh, we massively appreciate you diving into the NRL.com preview podcast. Thank you so much for your thoughts today, um, Hannah. Can't wait to see you uh, hopefully running around uh, in October for the uh, for the Roosters.
3: Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: So we will jump ahead to have a look at uh, the eight games coming up in uh, round 22 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. It kicks off on Thursday night with the Storm up against the Raiders. Uh, Marty, I'll start with you. Storm, uh, absolute unstoppable force of late. We've seen you know, Ryan Pappenhausen slowly working his way back to uh, confidence and fitness via the uh, the bench. Harry Grant coming off the bench and making a difference. I don't think you'd find so many other clubs in the competition to be able to start those two su- superstars from the uh, the interchange, potentially uh, still under bit of injury cloud, but Nelson Asper Solomona a chance of returning um, this week. So just onwards and upwards for the uh, for Craig Bellamy's squad.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they passed probably one of their biggest tests last week. I think Manly certainly pushed them all away as as we thought they would. And, uh, you know, Manly would have taken a lot out of that game as well. But particularly Harry Grant, for me, is just uh, he's unbelievable, the football he's playing, uh, you know, given the injuries he's had and time out of the side. And as you said, that one-two punch that they get uh, out of dummy half is just phenomenal. He, he was brilliant last week. And, yeah, Sophos Salomona really the only one they're, they're worried about. They probably don't really need to risk him this week, I guess, if he's not quite 100%. So, yeah, certainly just uh, onwards and upwards for Melbourne.
0: What do you make of the Raiders, Alicia? Sort of, you know, a little bit of improvement through the, the middle part of the year, but still, um, you know, plenty of work to do to try and get back into that top eight and, and look to shadow off their former selves for the most part.
1: Yeah, that win over the Dragons, I think, it, you know, obviously just got over the line there. It looked a bit shaky, but um, they're the sort of wins that you need. You just need to get the two points no matter how. How uh, how badly they sort of performed. I don't think they were too terrible though. I think they just um, they're still trying to find their way a little bit, especially with Jack White and coming back from from Origin. Um, obviously Matt Frawley and um, and Sammy Williams had something good going on there, and now they've had to adjust again. But um, Bailey Simonson back. Ricky Stewart spoke today and said that he'll go to fullback, and and Jordan uh, Rapp and will, will head back to the wing. Um, so there's a bit of a little change there, but. Um, I think if, if any side's going to sort of annoy Melbourne, it is Canberra. We've seen it in the past. You know, they've had some mm-hmm. really great games in, in previous years. I'm not saying Canberra's at that, probably the level that we've seen them previously. But um, I definitely think they've got the right sort of ingredients to, to annoy Melbourne. Um, but in saying that, I can't see Melbourne um, slipping
0: up this week. I was on the Craig Bellamy uh, Zoom today. We were asking him about just the, uh, the, the, the one-two punch with the, the fullbacks, Nico Hines starting and Ryan Pappenhausen coming off the bench. And he basically said, you know, at the moment it's working. There's no rush to change it. There's no rush to push Ryan Pappenhausen up to 80-minute games. And the fact that Nico Hines can play a few different positions, it sort of gives him that utility option. And similar deal with the two hookers. When Harry Grant comes on, Brent Smith goes into that running middle forward role so it's not not so much a case of carrying two utilities on the bench it's Harry Grant's effectively there as a middle forward because that's the role that that Brandon fills when uh, when Harry Grant's on the field and um, yeah you're right it, it is working for them at the moment that was uh, one tip for the storm I'm going with the storm as well Marty
2: but well, yeah definitely the storm but uh, some good news out of Canberra with Charles Nichol that apparently uh chance to come back I think we'd all written him off for the year and after the neck surgery. So Ricky Stewart saying that he uh, might make it back on the field. So that's a huge positive for them if they can, uh, certainly if they could get to the finals and get him back. But uh, I think it'll have to be Melbourne this week the way they're going.
0: Yeah, for sure. Second game off the round, the Dragons and the Panthers. Uh, Dragons now with it absolutely all to do. Uh, Marty, they, um, you know, obviously a tough run home and we're already seeing that sort of taking its toll. They're down to 10th now after sitting just inside that top eight for uh, for most of the year.
2: Yeah, look, it's all just gone pear-shaped for the Dragons. I think we've, uh, you know, we've talked about it for quite a few weeks now. They've had all the the various players serve their band and they're all available now. So I think Jared Beal comes back in. He uh, served the band just last week, Josh Kerr as well, but they've lost Cody Ramsey who uh, unfortunately paid the price for not wearing a mouth guard. That was a pretty uh, horrific incident uh, crashed into Andrew McCulloch's head. So uh, a bit of dental surgery required there, which is uh, pretty disappointing for Cody Ramsey and certainly the Dragons. is just another setback they could have done without, but uh, look, I think they'll keep putting in. They're certainly having a crack, but I just think the all the off-field dramas are pretty much caught up with them, and it's it's hard to see them testing a Penrith side that you know got back on track last week.
0: Well, yeah, the barbecue bands are done, but Tarek Sims also picked up a suspension. They lost Cody Ramsey with a couple of broken teeth, like you said, and obviously Ben Hunt uh, gone for probably the rest of the regular season with a, a broken arm. Alicia, what's this? I, I read on Twitter that Cody Ramsey never wears a mouth guard. I'm amazed he's got any teeth left at all. How, how can players get around in the NRL without wearing a mouth guard?
1: I was just going to say that before. I actually thought it was, you pretty much had to, just so it did eliminate, you know, the, the fighting in the game and all that. Not that there is obviously a lot of that anymore, but um, yeah, always definitely a junior level. You pretty much have to now. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if that's how players roll, then I guess that's the risk that you take, but yeah, I just think in, in this, especially the game where the techniques are sort of trying to change as well a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how they he did it, but obviously he's, you know, suffered the consequences. And Andrew McCulloch's head of all places, Mm. I would not, you know, that's a hard head. So, um, yeah, all the best. I don't think he's going to play again this year, which is a pretty big blow. But um, he's had a pretty solid season, I think, uh, considering the Dragons haven't gone so well.
0: A long time since I played junior rugby league, but I'm pretty sure from memory, you had to line up at the start of a game and they checked your fingernails to make sure they weren't too long and they checked your mouth guard to make sure you weren't going to lose any teeth, but um, doesn't apply to the NRL apparently. What about the Panthers? Uh, Marty still not sure if uh, Nathan Cleary is going to come back in. I guess they don't really need to urgently rush him, but if he is going to be okay for the finals, you want him to at least get a, a couple of games under his belt before they get there because they haven't quite looked themselves over the past couple of months or, or certainly four to six weeks. Although, um, Matt Burton's form on the weekend certainly helped in that regard.
2: Yeah, look, they'll want Nathan to get a couple of runs. I don't think he'll come back this week. I think Burton was fantastic. The, the greatest issues, decision they ever made, obviously, to keep him there when the, the Bulldogs were hoping to get him early. He's, uh, they, it's almost like they knew that Nathan was going to get hurt and Matty Burton had step up. He's been fantastic. So he'll keep running the show. I think, obviously, uh, Appy Coruscant, our took his luck at the judiciary and tried to get off a contrary conduct charge. So he's out for a week, um, which is a bit of a blow, but, you know, I just think they've got too many weapons and they started to, I think they really got challenged hard by the Roosters last week and and found a little bit of form. And, you know, I think they can, they can certainly go another week or two weeks before they really need Nathan back. And then he can get, you know, if he gets two games before the finals, he'll be ready to roll.
0: He's obviously a good player and they're going to miss him if he's out, but he did miss probably six or so weeks of that broken wrist. I think it was at the start of the year and they're absolutely steamrolling everyone at that point with Mitch Kenny doing a pretty reliable job at hooker. So as much as they'd want him there, uh, losing him is probably not quite as key structurally as, you know, Cleary being out and that sort of thing. Uh, Alicia, what are you looking forward to in this one? How do you see it panning out?
1: Well, I said last week I was a little bit worried about Penrith and just how they were sort of rolling. And I guess still a little bit the same now, but um, now that they've locked in that top three spot, you know, they can't fall any lower than third. um, I think not that they'd relax, but they know that that position's locked in now and they can really just focus on getting guys back on the field. So I think they'll win comfortably against the Dragons this week, but um, definitely some areas in in their attack that still needs a bit of work because their defence, especially against the Roosters last
0: week, was quite good. So Penrith for me. Marty, you tipping Panthers as well?
2: Yeah, Panthers for me, mate.
0: That is three Panthers tips. Uh, heading on to the second Friday game, the Broncos up against the Roosters, Marty. Uh, Broncos um, beat the Roosters earlier in the year pretty convincingly as well, although I don't know if we're necessarily expecting a, a repeat in this one.
2: No, look, I think the way these teams are trending at the moment, you'd have to say the Roosters would be favourites. That was the... Uh, the smash up Derby at the SCG, uh Victor Radley, I think, was a bit of a star of the, the show on that night in, in more ways than one. So uh
0: Red mist Yeah, I, mean, I think
2: Yeah, I think the Roosters uh look, they would have been disappointed last week. They they were sort of in pretty good form going into that game and they certainly gave they gave Penrith a, a, a good old crack, but I think uh, you know, just probably Jared Warrior Hargraves has been so good for them. He only played 12 minutes. He's, he's obviously got, uh, it sounds like, several niggles he's trying to deal with, which I guess a lot of guys at this time of year, and he's going to take a break, so they'll certainly miss him. But I guess if he was, uh, I think, amongst other things, carrying a bit of a back problem and, and things like that, then he's probably better off taking a break now. So I think, uh, look, it'll be an interesting game, but you'd have to think the Roosters have still probably got too much too much class for the Broncos and too much at stake.
0: Alicia Brisbane, another change to the halves. Brody Croft dropped yet again, although maybe less surprising this time, given he's now sorted out his uh, his future and he's moving over to the uh, the UK at the end of the season. So Gamble and Kelly are back in the halves for this one. A few changes in the back line. Selwyn Cobbo in for Arthur, Xavier Coates in for Izarco, uh Flegler back from suspension. So there's a few ins and outs uh, around the place for the uh, the Broncos. Yeah, I
1: thought they were a little bit um, unlucky last week. I think they had a pretty um, crucial call go against them um, in the second half. I think it was that Lachlan Fitzgibbon try and from there they just didn't really respond. You know, they let that game get away from them um, but they've playing, been playing quite well, like considering, I guess, where they are on the ladder. Um, yeah, one, I thought Kevy had sort of been done with all these changes but he kept on making them. I'm, I'm thinking now with the Albert Kelly Tyson-Gamble combo, you know, those guys are are going to be there next year by the sounds of things with Croft gone. So um yeah, I guess he's just trying to finish the season on a high and with a team that uh, is likely to play, you know, into next season. But um, Corey Pakes as well, he's in there in the reserves. I think he's got to pass the fitness test. So I can see him coming into the side, just given that they don't have a lot of um, depth there with the the hookers, obviously Danny Levi at the start. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to sort of, hard to see where their points come from at this stage of the season. And against the Roosters who, as you said, they did upset them last time, but I feel like it was a very different Rooster side to the side that we see now.
0: Marty, a bit of a strange one, but Dale Copley played for Brisbane in round 11, beating the Roosters, uh, named to play for the Roosters against the Broncos in, uh, in round 22.
2: Kind of season we're seeing, isn't it, uh, CK, with these guys moving around uh, a lot more regularly now and uh, bailing out other sides. I guess, look, at the end of the day, it's a system that I think, uh, well, I certainly don't mind it at all. I think it's... Uh, there's a lot of guys, particularly with uh, lower grade competitions not being played, who may not get any games at all. So certainly uh, in the spirit of helping each other out, that's exactly what what they're doing as these players move around. So yeah, an interesting one for, for Dale Copley, but he'll certainly be uh, more than serviceable on the, on the wing for the Roosters.
0: Angus Crichton, a huge out, uh, suspended for three weeks for, I guess it was a fairly innocuous looking crusher tackle, but it was only a grade one. It was his uh, record that, that did him in and bumped it up to a, a three-weeker rather than a, a one-weeker, but um, they get Satili Tupanua moving from the centres back into the, the back row. Nafahu White makes his debut um, off the interchange, so I to keep an eye out for there. Uh, Marty, who are you tipping?
2: I'm going to tip the Roosters, mate. I think, um, look, Triton, as you mentioned, he's a a big loss, but uh, I just think they've got too much at stake in terms of uh, you know where they might be able to finish in the in the eight. So I'll go to the Roosters.
0: Alicia,
1: yeah, I'm the same. Even you look at Joey Manu, who was on the wing last week. Now he's back in his usual centre role, and Tupenui heads back to the back row. So as big as Angus Crichton is, I think they've got suitable replacement there.
0: Yep, uh, Roosters for me as well. The fourth game of the weekend, Saturday footy kicks off with the Bunnies and the Titans up there at Seabus Super Stadium. Alicia uh, South have uh, not really, almost not really been tested for a while now. Far too good for uh, for Parramatta last week. Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, Damian Cook. That the spine's really humming, and um, you know the the forwards and the backs are, are doing their jobs as well. They're um, they're looking pretty ominous at the moment.
1: Yeah, they are cruising at the moment. We sort of wanted them to put in that really big defensive display as well against the pretty decent side in Parramatta and they delivered that. So um, you, you just get the feeling that they are building towards it. They, they see the bigger prize and, and like Penrith, they've lost that position. So um, I guess for them now it's about staying healthy and they've picked the same 17 this week. Um, I'm still intrigued to see with that back line. You know, obviously you've got Alex Johnson coming back soon and um, – Campbell Graham's still out. So, how much does Wayne sort of tinker with it between now and the finals? We'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, they're going along pretty well at the moment. And um, in saying that, the Titans, you know, nearly at full strength and they're playing some pretty good footy. So, I think it'll be a lot bigger test than probably the last time they both played each other.
0: Well, it was a, um, an interesting clash last time they uh, they both played. David Fafita was uh, on a tear early, scored a first-half hat-trick, um, running amok. It uh, looked like the um, Souths were pretty much on the ropes, uh, Marty, but they were able to uh, to right the ship, and um, obviously a big second half came over the top of the Titans, who, who was sort of the, the story of their season, probably most of the season, but certainly that part of the season, which was scoring a lot of points but conceding even more.
2: Yeah, I think Benji Marshall was the key. Uh, that night he produced a sensational second half. So, yeah, look, the Titans, I think, with three in a row and knowing, you know, they, they did put a lot of points on South earlier in the year, so they've got a bit of a, a blueprint there. I think both of these sides are, you know, in sensational form and we should probably uh, recognise it's a, it's a very strange zone. We've got two sides that have named the same team as last week. So uh, mm. it is a very rare event that uh, two coaches can sit down on Tuesday and put the same names on the, on the team sheet pretty much, but it just uh, shows you particularly, I guess, in the Titans. I think South have been pretty steady all year, but Titans having found some form and uh, being able to leave Jamal Fogarty out, he's recovered from a finger injury, but they're obviously very happy with the way the halves are going and no need to be uh, making a change at this stage.
0: Well, that was, that was my next point, which was um, Jamal Fogarty. He's captained the club uh, this year. Toby Sexton, only a couple of games into his first grade career. Ash Taylor hasn't really produced you know, what his talent suggests he should have over his time at the Titans, though he has been, to be fair, quite good in this little uh, winning run and, and combining well with, with Toby Sexton. It's a massive call to leave someone like Fogarty out of this side.
2: It is a big call, and I guess, uh, you know, unless you're, I guess, in the inner sanctum of knowing exactly how he's... I mean, he's, he's recovered as ever, as far as everyone knows, but I just think those two guys, if, if you've won three in a row, and Ash Taylor, as you said, he's spent a lot of his career under a lot of pressure and had his own personal issues to deal with along the way, but he's just playing such good footy at the moment, and, and Toby Sexton's taking his chance and run with it. So while you're winning, I think you, uh, you keep on going with what's working, and I reckon they can certainly... Uh, give South Sydney a, a huge challenge. Having said that, who are you tipping? Having said that, I'll go for South. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia?
1: Yeah, I'm South as well, but looking forward to the, uh, for feet, just for feet, or what he can do coming off the bench. It's been worth a treat for Justin Holbrook and that battle with Cam Murray, you know, it, it was there in origin and looking forward to seeing it again.
0: Yeah, it's a good call. Actually, Murray did a, a huge job on him in, uh, in State of Origin. I will tip um, the Rabbitohs as well. Second Saturday game, the Cowboys up against the, uh, the West Tigers. Alicia, two teams who are pretty much looking forward to, to Mad Monday and then a, um, a big preseason getting ready for, for next year because um, you have to say it's pretty much curtains for, um, for this season.
1: Yeah, although I think I heard Michael Maguire say the other day there's still a mathematical chance. So I have to check that. But um Well there's a mathematical you know I mean.
0: chance, but once you're talking <laughs> mathematics, then uh,
1: <laughs> You left you've left it all too late in my book. Um yeah, look, it's been pretty disappointing, I think, from both both sides this year. Um, you know, the Cowboys at one point they were flying, you know, they put together a few wins and um since I guess uh, uh just had a mind blank. Jake Clifford, <laughs> since Jake, Jake Clifford um, left, it just hasn't hasn't gone Cowboys way. And now suddenly they've got all these injuries that have come in. You've got Jake Granville now playing in the centres. Um, and, you know, they've just really struggled. So what is an eight-game losing streak at the moment? They need to need to break that. I think back at home, they've got a very good chance against the West Tigers side, who we know are very inconsistent. Um, but also, you know, played quite well last week. So, yeah, it's a bit of a toss of coin, this one. I'm, I'm, uh, I think only the diehards will be
0: watching. What did you make of that Tigers performance last week, Marty? I mean, Bulldogs have been really struggling and, and Tigers haven't been going a lot better, but I think most of us expected, to, expected them to at least account for Canterbury, which they did do, but you wouldn't say it was in massively sort of convincing fashion.
2: No, look, I mean, they got the job done. It's interesting, just talking about Michael Maguire's mathematical uh, chance there. I'm looking at the draw. They do play the Cowboys, Cronulla, Penrith, which you wouldn't expect them to win, and the Bulldogs again. So, you know, he's probably looking at winning. They should be able to win three of those games, really. gets them to 22 points. I think they're two games outside the eight at the moment. So, look, it's probably is a bridge too far. But I guess you've got to hold out hope and uh, give your fans something to – to cling on to, I I really think they can get the job done. I I know they've been massively inconsistent. So, you know, coming off a win last week, doesn't necessarily, in fact, they're probably due for a loss the way they've been going. But, uh, I just think while they've got that, uh, you know, glimmer of hope there, I think they can keep going on with it.
0: I did. I have really liked um, Adam Dewey uh, of late, just, always in the game, always on the ball. He's setting up tries. He's physical in um, in attack and defence. Uh, you know, Big-bodied 5'8". I think he's someone they can really uh, build around. Haven't really talked about uh, Dane Laurie, but a, a massive loss for the, the closing stages of the year, Moses, and by going back to, to fullback. So not going to have it all their own way. Um, Cowboys with Val Holmes back in the uh, the picture and potentially Hamaso Tabio Ifido uh, returning uh, sooner than we thought. Won't be this weekend, but potentially uh, next weekend. Um, so a few little boosts potentially for the, the back end year for them um marty your tip
2: i'm going to go to the tigers and yeah just mentioning dewey watching those couple of episodes of uh, tales from tiger town which have been sensational viewing he uh, yeah. he's a talker isn't he like he's really he's into those blokes he's got a great attitude to the game and uh, yeah i think he's a very important part of that team I, th- I think they'll get home this week
1: alicia I'm the same. I think no Jason Tamalola as well for the Cowboys hurts. Hmm. Um, So yeah, breaking his hand again the third time. Crazy. Three times a year.
0: I've never heard of that. Even one's rare.
1: It's bizarre. But uh, yeah, Tigers for me.
0: Uh, I'll buck the trend I'll go the uh, the Cowboys at home at uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium but um, yeah anyone's to to win or to lose as long as someone turns up on the day the uh, third Saturday game a very interesting one in terms of uh, a couple of significant teams run home towards the finals Uh, Alicia the Seagulls and the Eels Um, Eels just about in free fall whereas Manly uh, ran the storm close last week and haven't really looked like getting beaten of late otherwise what are you expecting from this one
1: Geez, I just think Parramatta's season pretty much ended last week when Marnie went down. I felt for him three minutes to go, and it was pretty heartbreaking. I mean, you caught the loss, but then you have that happen, you know, the playing stages. So they need a massive response. Um, Joey Lusick starts at Booker, and, yeah, I mean, Brad Arthur was pretty happy with some of the effort in the Eels game, but I just think what he was saying all week, they just never went after it. They sort of let South dictate. So that's if they do that against Manly, they're going to get smacked. So... Um, Yeah, Manly. On the other hand, I think you know they were pretty impressive considering who they were up against. And we we said if they got close, you know that that sort of was like a win in itself for them. So yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good battle, um, but one that Parramatta need to go after.
0: You're certainly needing a uh, a response. Um, Ferguson and Dunster both missing. I think Ferguson still miss managing a a calf strain. Dunster possibly just not selected after having a, a tough outing last week. Michael Oldfield, the veteran former, was he Panthers Raiders a few other places uh, makes his club debut on the wing and Makahesi uh, Makatoa, Maka the 28 um, year old journeyman front row, has been uh, or was tearing it up in uh, in New South Wales Cup earlier in the year before the competition was suspended. Gets his uh, NRL debut at the ripe old age of uh, 28. Um, Marty, definitely a response needed from Parramatta.
2: Absolutely. And I think that the loss of Reed Marnie is going to make that response pretty difficult, really. Like, I mean, Manly are right on their tail and actually they can join them on 28 points and go past them on four and against. So, you know, this battle for fourth spot, the top three are home and hose, well clear. The battle for fourth between Parramatta Roosters and, and Manly is looking huge. So uh, I think certainly Manly took a huge amount out of last week. I thought they were really impressive. And in Parramatta, it just feels like there's so much criticism getting around of the side and Brad Arthur's under the microscope. You know, Clint Gutherson, there's just a lot of talk around the side that for most of the year looked like an absolute top four certainty. And now uh, the wheels are certainly falling off.
0: What about just manly quickly before we move on? Obviously, plenty written and said about uh, Tommy Turbo, but some of the uh, the lesser lights, you know, Lucky Croker doing well to to paper over the gaps at, at Hooker, you know, Josh Schuster and Hamaliola Kuaatu, you know, they had big dramas with the second row position at the start of the year. Those two have been going really well, and you know, Ruben Garrick having a, a career season. Um, they're missing Taniela Peseku, who's a, a pretty big out, but um, yes, a lot of their lesser lights are also pitching in.
2: Oh, I think that's been the highlight of their season, really. I mean, Trebojevic, we already knew he was a superstar. They struggled without him. He came back. He's just played off off the planet. But I think what Des Hasler's done with all the guys you mentioned, Morgan Harper as well. I mean, Reuben Garrick's just having a phenomenal season, keeps on scoring tries. Uh, thanks mainly to Tommy Turbo. A lot of them, some unbelievable work inside him there and setting up points and kicking goals and... So yeah, I think they've done a great job with with the team they've got, even Kieran Four. And I guess there's a lot of questions about him, how he would his body would hold up. And um, he's just one of the toughest blokes I reckon's gone around the last ten years. So great side, they're in really good form, and I think they'll be uh, they should be getting the money again.
0: One tip for Manly, Alicia, who you're going for?
2: Yep,
1: I agree with Marty on that one.
0: Yep, uh, I'm tipping Manly as well. The uh, first of the two Sunday games, the Warriors hosting the Bulldogs. Uh, double header at Redcliffe uh, on Sunday afternoon, so uh, good one for the local fans there. Uh, Alicia, Warriors team, they'll be missing a couple of players, one of whom is Kane Evans, who uh, probably needs a week off to uh, think about what he's done.
1: Yeah, what a crazy, crazy game that was on the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, he misses a week. I think you are got with martinez Zalesniak and Matty Lodge. Off as well, so um, you know, a bit of story of the whole year for the Warriors. They've just had a lot of ins and outs, and um, I guess for them, it's about finishing the season on a high. But um look, they were pretty good against the Sharks. They really annoyed them. You know, gave as much back as I suppose they copped. So um, I guess for me, apart from this week, they're, they're like the destroyers now. They're just sort of ending people's parties and people's seasons. So um, yeah, look, they're building towards next year, and. Um, I think that they should
0: get this job done comfortably. Uh, Marty, the the Bulldogs team, uh, Jack Hetherington and Dylan Napa, both out suspended. Luke Thompson, another week on his suspension. Off of Hickey Ogden, out injured. Renoff, of Tony, back to Sydney uh, for the birth of a child. Front row stocks absolutely destroyed. But in come uh, Ryan James and Corey Horsborough from the Raiders, uh, the cavalry riding to the, uh, the rescue, which we're told is not... Um, uh, exemption that's been granted because of the suspensions, but rather because of the other guys who are injured and unavailable for other reasons.
2: I believe yeah, it's a week to week alone situation. So uh, look, as I said before, good on these uh, other clubs for helping out, and I think uh, look, we all know what Corey Horser can do. He's uh, he's a five brand. He certainly he'll rip in. He doesn't won't care what jersey he's wearing. I don't think he'll get in and have a crack. So I think, um, but yeah, you know, all those changes that you mentioned for Canterbury and the suspensions and Poor old Jack Hetherington, you know, the the red mist uh, rises when he gets on the field and unfortunately he's he's paid the price again and another suspension. So I think just too much upheaval for for Trent Barrett to deal with. But having said that, the Warriors have not been short of uh, upheaval this year either. So (laughs) tough times for both these sides. But I think the Warriors can uh, certainly uh, get themselves another victory.
0: Alicia, who are you sipping?
1: Warriors for me as well, yep.
0: Three for the Warriors. Final game of the round. The Sharks up against the Knights. Uh, massive four-point game for both these clubs. Uh, Marty, the, the Sharks. You know we've mentioned the you know soft run home and a chance to get a spot in the finals. But the soft run home's not going to help them if they keep losing to those teams around them and below them. Still clinging precariously to a spot in the eight. The uh, the Knights. They're four and against is a bit of an issue, but um, huge chance to uh, to move up the ladder this weekend.
2: Yeah, last week was a disaster for Cronulla, as you mentioned. I think that the Warriors, um, you know, played 20 minutes of that game with Kane Evans off the field, somehow found a way to win. That's just not a game that Cronulla in any way should have been losing. So, whereas Newcastle, I think, you know, with Mitchell Pearce back, uh, did exactly what everybody expected, showed his patience, showed his maturity, got them home. So, I think, yeah, a massive four-point game, but Newcastle certainly goes to it with a lot more momentum.
0: I erroneously said the sharks were still clinging to a spot in the eight, but of course they um, have dropped out. Alicia, the uh, the knights, um, looking a little bit better of late, and sort of started to get all their um, their troops back on the uh, on the park at the same time at the right time of year.
1: Yeah, I think they were pretty critical um, after the game just gone on Thursday night that they sort of were trying to go around Brisbane really early. They were trying to play like they did against the Raiders, whereas. Mitchell Pierce, and Jake Clifford sort of straightened them up a little bit, and then that second half they came out. But look, for me, I'm still not convinced with their attack. They're very, um, I guess, I don't want to say slow, but just very predictable in what they're doing. And um, I think that they need to sort of just up tempo it a bit more and um, be become a bit more unpredictable. But in saying that, I was pretty critical of them because you know that four day turnaround would have would have stung. And I think Adam O'Brien just wanted two points, you know, back to back. It was a massive week for them, so. They're on a nine-day turnaround now, so they'll be freshened up. And, yeah, I'm expecting them to come out firing Sunday afternoon and against the shark side that's probably a little bit down on confidence just given that the week that they've had.
0: So is that a tip for the Knights? Sure is. Buddy, how do you see this one panning out? Great
2: great, great to see a double head, header up there at Redcliffe, and this will be the second game. I just think Newcastle, uh, after last week's performance, can, uh, can get the job done again. Bradman Best uh, recovered and ready to go.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm tipping the Knights as well. Sharks, interesting to see they've uh, they've left Will Chambers out. I don't know if it was around his uh, his motor mouth uh, behavior or around uh, the way that you and eight can sort of easily throw him off to uh, to score a try. But um, yeah, certainly an interesting one. Sharks uh, very precariously placed Knights um, chance to move into the uh, the top eight. So I will go for Newcastle as well. That is all the time that we've got for this uh, preview of round 22. There's all eight games. A massive thank you to uh, Hannah Southwell from the Roosters Blues and also RLPA for dialing in and joining us in this Women in League podcast. Thank you once again, uh, Marty and Alicia. We'll be back this time next week to chat through round 23.